This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon Terrell, and today we have some special guests all the way from Croatia sitting right here in the studio. Uh, let me uh, introduce uh, Vlado Hobley and his daughter, uh, Beta. Welcome. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, we're, Vlado has been a partner with Grace Ministries for a long time. And uh, I thought I would first uh, ask uh, you, Vlado, what, how did you get connected with Grace Ministries? How did all that start? Uh, that starts with a mistake. Oh, a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I used to be in the business and uh, somebody invited me to uh, some seminar uh, or conference to Budapest, Hungary, that's supposed to help me with the business that, as much as I understand. But there was a man who I later uh, realized that he was uh, working for Grace Ministries International and he presented a very interesting biblical perspective on what is important for mm. our life. I, at first I was disappointed because there was something different that I expected, but then as the seminar was, or the conference was uh, going on, I realized there was some something that's kind of very interesting, and I wanted to invite him to, to be the guest in my hometown. And when he came, I asked, I, I, I I, re I thought he was very capable speaker, mm. so I was inter I was wondering what he will speak in my town, but he wanted to speak the same thing that he did in Budapest. Oh, I thought well, the good speaker must have variety of subjects, but I allow him to do this. So. This is all he has, but okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. But it turns out to be something so important. It was a life changing experience, and that's where I was started. Wow, how long ago was that? That was in 1997. Wow, I was much younger then. Much, much younger. <laughs> and, and my beta, my Elizabeth, uh, she was just born in that that, that uh, year. Wow, and. So you are connected with Grace Ministries and you, over time, developed uh, a, a ministry, uh, multiple ministries in Croatia. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Well, uh, I think the base of everything was my depression when I was young. When mm. I was a musician and I couldn't find the real reason for this life. Some idols were the musicians like uh, Jenny Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and mm -hmm. Jim Morrison. And I thought that there is nothing much more from this world I wanted to end at some time. And then uh, when I met Christ, that was in 1987, mm. oh, right, I recognized the my plan to end my life in the year 27 Later, I recognized that was when I died to myself and was born again in Jesus. Mm. And that was like my me crossing over the Red Sea and being saved. But then 10 years after, 
I realized with meeting with this man, his name was Rob Clark, and when he was uh, presenting me the program training of Grace Ministries, which was having topics like depression and uh, and suicide. Oh, that is something I wanted to learn more. And then I re- realized that the Bible has much more to say than I ever than I even imagined. So it was for me, it was like crossing the Jordan River into promised land mm. from there. <laughs> wow. And so here you are. You've uh, That was the basis. It's really... Um, and this is so important today, uh, whether it's back then or right now, there has been a mental health crisis. We say that um, it, it's very um, public right now. There's people talking everywhere about the mental health crisis, depression, anxiety, uh, thoughts of uh, harming oneself, yeah. all kind of disorders. But that's not new. No. That was affecting people for uh, for a very long time, mm-hmm. and you. And from what I'm hearing you say, you found that Christ uh, offered an answer, yeah, for you. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing in the church is that sometimes uh, we don't explain that answer very well. We don't explain how Christ is the solution for mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. And yes. Uh, and uh, you may disagree, agree that there are times when our body can work against us mm-hmm. and we can have hormone imbalances yeah. and things mm-hmm. in the brain mm-hmm. and we can seek some medical help. But by and, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, but by and large, uh, the peace that comes from knowing Christ and knowing Christ in his fullness, mm-hmm. in our identity, in our forgiveness, in God's grace is a foundation that one can build upon to experience that life of peace and joy. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, um, and we, I, we say um, Beta, but it's Elizabeth, Eliz- or some, the U.S. name might be just Elizabeth. Uh, but uh, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about as you're growing up in your household, when did you find faith in Christ? Um. Well, I was in church since I was little, mm-hmm. and um, I got baptized like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was time of Easter, and uh, at home we were watching movie about Jesus and um, what he has done for us, that he went to, the, to that cross to die for me in my sins, so I could live through him and with him for all my life. Mm. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. and that was 12 years ago. Yes. And what was the movie, if I might ask? Mm. Do you remember the, the name of the movie? Maybe Passion of Christ? I think, yeah. Yeah, the, that was, yeah, that's, that's an um, incredible movie, The Passion of Christ. And now... Um, Vlada, you 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 came to Christ, but you began a ministry. You were in the music business. You were touring with uh, your band all in Europe, yeah. um, doing so much. But then, when you came to Christ, something happened, and you started some ministries. What are? Can you tell us about those? Well, um, maybe before I came to Christ, I believe that there was God. 
And so I kind of pray to him without having a personal relationship with him. I, and my basic two prayers that I was faithful praying every night was that God will open me the world of music because that, that was everything that matters to me. Mm. The other one was never be butcher as my father was. <laughs> oh, you're, so your father was a butcher. <laughs> yeah. And you said, I never <laughs> yeah. want to be a butcher. Not only I never want, I was asking God, never that uh. happened. And then when I became a real Christian, when, when Christ was my God, that I felt that he was asking me if, he's more, if he was more important to me than music was. And I needed to take that step and say, okay, I can give up my music for you, Jesus. So then the next question was, uh, I need to live a responsible life. What would that mean? Oh, that would mean go back home and continue to do what your father was doing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was the humor of God. <laughs> yes. And so you did, you were in the butchering. But yes, but that was, n my heart was never there. It was just uh, my understanding that I need to live a responsible life. Mm. My heart was more in the ministry from the very beginning. So I was actively involved in planting the church in my hometown. Then for some time I was involved in the ministry of a Christian businessman. Yes. And then uh, I I thought that my music was over forever. But then I met a friend in the in another church. He he tells me, well, why don't we play music for God? You played for yourself before, and that was kind completely new idea for me. So then I had a band for a couple of years. The band named Adonai. We were touring to Croatia and uh, sharing gospel to the music. But then, after some, when I when I uh, when I met Grace Ministries, I thought, well, this is more more important than anything before. And that was the beginning of Hope for Life Ministries. We had uh, for several years the counseling office in Varazhny. Many people came to Christ there. Many people found the solution for their troubles, their problems. But then uh, some strange uh, circumstances that can be coincidental, but I'm sure the Lord has planned it. I met in, in Korea one man who related me with American missionary who used who, is, who was using uh, theater and drama and musicals for the gospel. And that was something very challenging to me. So we started the Cornerstone Arts Theater in Croatia. And then after some times when we happily bankrupted in 2009, <laughs> and I was free from being butcher <laughs> and having a pretty big house and seeing that we had by then five adopted children, so had some experience with children. So we thought this house could be filled with more children who needs family so it's it little it might be a little confusing how that fits together but it does so i'm still i'm serving as a pastor in my small church and i'm enjoying watching where the lord is opening door and just give myself and ourselves more to that so you're trusting it's you're asking the lord to open the door and you just walk through it yeah and this idea of bringing more children into the home was an open door. Yeah. And you're doing that through fostering. Yes. And how many fostering uh, kids uh, have you seen over the last few years? Well, it will be... Because I know some are in and out, and they kind of come quickly and they leave, and some stay. Yeah. Uh, the complete number of the children who have been in our home is 26. Uh, six of them have been adopted. Two of them are uh, from Ukraine. They live with us, uh, with her, with her, with their mom, 
uh, or for a year, year and a half already and the rest uh, has been shorter or longer with us some has been faster the way has been our own children so we stay in touch forever with them and so mm. that's kind of so um, today you're so today how many are in your household right now that can uh, better better can answer better, how many she's better in counting um <laughs> now it's 10 kids 10 kids yes. in the house right yes. now and two dogs and, and two, two dogs, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And we're fortunate to have two uh, of uh, Vlado's daughters here in the States with us, and they'll be heading home soon, but uh, very grateful to have them here. So, well, let me ask you, Beto, what is it like having 10 kids in the house at the same time? Um, well, <laughs> it's funny, um, but... Uh... I love when we are, uh, there's many people in house because we, um, when there's problem for someone, we can all, uh, um, solve this together because no one is, uh, ever alone. Mm. No one is. How many bathrooms are in the house? Three. No, more. Three couple. Ah, bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yes, yeah, three. Two, yeah, two, two yeah, three. For, and with ten kids. Yeah. Uh, so, you and you started fostering how many years ago? Uh, in two thousand nine, ten. Exactly. Actually, uh, we we decided two thousand nine that then we had to go through the program with social, uh, uh, social service, and two thousand then we received first three boys. What would you say to someone in the United States or in another country? who is considering fostering, how would you encourage them? What would you encourage them to do for a next step? Well, I don't know exactly what is the system in the United States. Right. In Croatia, we need to cooperate with the uh, social, governmental social service. And so for us in Croatia, it will be to just knock on the door and just say, hey, I would, I would like to be the foster parent. And they they will uh, direct you what you need to do. Mm. It's not too difficult to meet the criteria. Was that something you did with a lot of prayer uh, before? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And decide um, that's a big. That's just a big step of faith. Well, maybe it was easier for. We never planned to have a big family. We just wanted to have at first. Uh, one adopted child and then we realized that she was so sweet and that she would be spoiled to be by just by herself so we thought it would be good to have at least one sister and then little by little as i as i said we in 2009 we had five adopted and then have already some experience mm. so it was not that much new for us as it might be for someone who would not have that experience before what are the challenges that you experienced, and I want to hear your perspective too. When you're bringing, uh, Beto, when you're bringing a new foster um, uh, boy or girl into the home, what challenges did you experience? Well, the first is to get the trust of the child. And mm. uh, another one is we have learned that the children must be loved by by the head and not by heart, mm. because if you love them only by heart, they can manipulate you. 
Mm. Especially children who have been through uh, trauma and changing homes, they have already developed some some mechanism how to deal with with the surrounding and that might not be good for them. Mm. Um, and then um, some of them are stealing, many are lying. Uh, some are disrespectful, so we 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 have fun to like bring them. <laughs> right. What about uh, Beto, What about you on challenges with when a new foster child comes in? Uh, I can agree with my dad mm-hmm. um, because they all have history with their family, and um, but I think it's important for them that they know. Uh, that they can trust us, and that they uh, um, they had a second chance to be to become better person mm. and to have some future. Do they do they have an opportunity to? Um, and I know that's not the purpose of fostering, of in terms of providing, you know, giving them the gospel. But do you find that some of them are open? Uh, yes, all, they all are open because children are simple in that in that way. All people uh, have more prejudice, mm-hmm. so we don't want to foster uh, for force, uh, obviously. But uh, they, uh, as they are following and they're realizing, they all are very positive to gospel. Mm-hmm. And you wrote a book, uh, uh, yes. and that's a that's and in fact, I think I believe you've been on national TV. Yes, in yeah. Croatia. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about your book? And it's in. Everyone, it's in Croatian. You're, uh, it's not in English, although there's some excerpts yeah. <laughs> that we can help uh, provide you in English. But yeah. tell us about your book. Well, as you may know, we had in Croatia two very devastating earthquakes. Mm. Uh, the first one was, I guess, 2019 and then in 2020. So everybody wanted to help in some way. Mm. The whole country, was, the whole nation was united with the people who suffered. Mm. And I realized maybe I can use my counseling background and experience maybe to do something that can, uh, that can uh, come to the people that I would never be able to meet personally. Yeah. And then I realized that by, by thinking about that, I, it came to me the Matthew 7 when Jesus was talking about uh, building uh, our house or our lives either on sand or on the rock, I realized that earthquake is something that is testing our foundation. Mm. And I wanted to uh, use the analogy of the earthquake, uh, natural earthquake, with any crisis in our life that is coming. It's, it's wrong to believe that crises are something that should not happen. They are the the test of our foundation. Mm. We need to expect them, and so uh, we can. What we can do is not uh, not waiting for such earthquake or crisis will happen. Then we can then rebuild our foundation. We can do it before trusting Jesus that He knows and He can tell us how to build the, the real foundation of our lives. So that was the reason that I felt to write the book. And I mean, we're told to expect, Peter says to expect, and yeah. James says to yeah. expect uh, these uh, trials and temptations that will come. Yeah. And I think it's a real danger that some, not some in the church, um, have mischaracterized God's blessing as everything is okay, nothing bad happens. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, that uh, is not the case. Life happens. Some, somebody said, like, many people say life is difficult. And then somebody said, comparing to what? Mm. <laughs> I would say comparing to our expectation of our version to life. Mm. If we are in the church, as we been the children in the school, we never were happy when there was exam. But without exam, we would never really grow. Yeah, that's and <laughs> and as you said, this is these trials test our faith. Yes, and uh, test our trust uh, in Christ. And for you, uh, the book that uh, you wrote, how was it received in Croatia? Well, Croatia is a small market, and the books are not popular media today in the, in the age of Instagram, TikTok, and all yes, those yes. books cannot compete. So the I heard, I was not in publishing before, I heard that like 500 copies or 1,000 copies for this country printing the book, that's success. I'm happy to say that my book was reprinted now in 2000, no, four. 4,000 already. Wow. So that was... That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm very encouraged by that. Yeah. Mm. Have, um, have you and your family experienced any personal, from a metaphor, any personal earthquakes in your family that have maybe tested your faith, personal trials? Well, there were many, but maybe the major was when we bankrupted in the business. Mm. What yeah. was that like? How did that... It was difficult. Yeah, uh, it was. An, uh, it uh, had a, a, a variety of dimensions. That one was uh, obviously material and financial, but there was also shame. I felt like, oh, I was not good enough, and and uh, so. But uh, that helped us to uh, make our trust in the Lord being refined. Mm. And I'm glad that after a couple of years, we are more happy and more secure than ever before. So yes. God proved to be very faithful. And even after that experience of bankruptcy, many would, uh, or the Satan might tempt us to hoard and to, uh, and to um, draw. Um, it's like to focus only on myself. Yeah. Yet, you did the exact opposite. Yeah. reached out and said, I want more to come into my home. Well, today we see if we would not have bankruptcy, maybe we will burn out in the business that we might lost ourselves and our family. But now because of the bankruptcy, so many more children receive family. So how can, how, how can I not say that we happily bankrupted? Yes, I love how you said that, <laughs> happily bankrupt. Because it was good for everybody. Right. <laughs> Eventually. Have you, have you had... Um, and I know, um, I won't say your age, we're not supposed to tell uh, a lady's age, <laughs> but um, have you had your own times where um, s things have shaken in your life a little bit, or not yet? Uh, I think everyone have uh, these shakes in mm -hmm. their life, and of course I had it. But uh, as I gave my life to Christ, um, it's different to see it in those uh, uh, difficult times because when you know God you know that you have someone you can trust and that you can give all those the problems and uh, temptations and um, everything that is bothering you to him 
and that he will solve it, that and make it better. Mm. And yeah, it it was sometimes hard with work or school or something, but with God, all things are possible. That's well. Then let me ask you, and then I'm going to go to uh, your dad, um, and we'll close down this very uh, this podcast. If someone listening today is going through a very hard time, things are shaking in their life, either rela- uh, relationally or with their job or with school, um, friends, everything is shaking. How would you encourage them? What would you say to them if they were sitting across like we are right now? Um, what are some things you might say to them to encourage them? Hmm. Well, I I could say that uh, maybe um, I think I would ask them ask them if I can pray for them mm-hmm. and for their situation. But I I think I I would say that uh, they should give that to God with their honest heart mm-hmm. and. Um, I know God will uh, answer their prayer, even if they don't know him personally. I know God will answer. Yeah, because God is close to the brokenhearted. Yes. He's close to those who are in need. Uh, Vlado, if, uh, and you've experienced in the country with the devastation of the earthquakes um, and uh, that incredibly terrible situation but in other areas where life is shaking if someone's experiencing that what would you say to encourage them well i'm a i i I try to avoid uh instant and quick answer Mm. because they could bring more pain than than hope uh, because we can say God, God is good, but what does it what does it mean? Mm. So my first uh, desire will be to hear the heart of people who is broken, mm. and then just as as I did in my book, little by little, what to do with nothing is pos- what, what nothing can do can be done. What to do with something can be done little by little. But it, it's all at some point comes comes to Jesus. His mission was to come to our world to present to us who really God is. Mm. And uh, the moments when we are in trouble, it gives us the opportunity to stop and to, to consider, to, to explore what is this life all about and who is Jesus. And as we get to know him as he is, and we know we get to know God as he is, God is God of miracle. He can do some things that we as a counselors cannot predict. But uh, so I, I, I would like to avoid to say a simple way, but Jesus is the answer. Mm. I Jesus like, is the answer. I like um, that approach that sometimes we're too quick to yeah. give uh, what might be termed a cliche, if you know that yes, word, yeah, just a yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that can be more hurtful. Yeah. Uh, hearing the heart of somebody. Uh, if you know someone who's hurting, uh, take that advice to pray for them uh, and, and, and listen to them, and to listen to them, yeah. uh, and to hear their heart. Don't be quick to give them a quick answer. Yeah. Uh, what they need is someone 
Uh, Job had many friends to give him a quick answer. They were all wrong, every one of them. But the first week they were good because they were just sitting and be the silent. The first week first they week. did, and then they got, <laughs> then they got a little um, ahead of the ahead of themselves. Uh, so sit with them, yes. listen, yeah. pray for them, yeah. and if you're the one who is hurting right now, if things are shaking, then uh, we do want to encourage you that uh, not as a quick answer, but as a true answer, that God is for you mm-hmm. and He's never against you, and. If you need encouragement, you can always reach out uh, to Grace Ministries. Reach out to a friend, uh, that person that you trust. And it's never uh, a good idea to go it alone. It's always better to find someone that you can connect with uh, that can encourage you and sometimes just sit with you. So let me encourage you. um, First, if you want to know more about Hope for Croatia, you can always go to the Grace Ministry site, look under International, and find some more information. You can uh, donate and support uh, Hope for Croatia. That will go directly to them, and uh, we encourage you to do that. And we just encourage you, uh, again, if life uh, is shaking all around you, know that Jesus Christ is the unshakable foundation, and you can find your rest, your hope, and your peace in him. So I don't want you to just think about it and talk about it. Ask the Lord what's your next step so you can stop talking and start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.